BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Ledger Report is brought to you by MyPillow.com. Please go to MyPillow.com and enter Ledger in the promo code box for up to 66% off. That's MyPillow.com and enter L-E-D-G-E-R in the promo code box. The Ledger Report is also brought to you by Relief Factor. Go to relieffactor.com forward slash ledger for a natural homeopathic way to relieve nagging chronic pain. Or call 833-425-7246. 833-425-7246 for Relief Factor Pain Relief. And by Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Inflation is going through the roof. Graham Ledger owns gold and silver, and you should consider it too. Go to bh-pm.com, bh-pm.com, or call 866-3-GOLD-25, 866-3-GOLD-25 for Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. Thank you. All right, Mr. News, hit it! Next on the Ledger Report, unprecedented, uncharted territory in this republic. Now we have to protect ourselves from a virus, from the vaccinated, and from a Marxist government. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we unfold this edition of the Ledger Report. There was a time, a time before cable, when the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. We follow the science. What's happening now is all the major scientific operations in this country and the 25-person group we put together are looking at all the possibilities of what's happening now. We have a pandemic among the non-vaccinated, those who are not vaccinated. If you are vaccinated, you are safe. If you are vaccinated, you have over a 98% chance of never catching the virus at all. If you catch it, you're likely to be overwhelming proof so far is you're not going to be hospitalized, you're not going to be sick, you're going to probably have no signs that you had it, and you are not going to die. So it's a simple proposition. And what they're doing is they're going and they're investigating every aspect of any change that could or might take place. Stop tape. So uh, the president of the United States, so-called alleged president of the United States, is effectively saying if you get the shot, you're not going to die. Well, I have some fresh numbers from the VARS reporting system that says the opposite, Mr. So-called president. 
And I'm going to get into those in a moment. I want to get into, ladies and gentlemen, I hate to say it, but there's going to be another mask mandate, a, a national mask mandate coming. I can see it. And I'll tell you why in a moment. It's pretty clear as to why this is happening. And yes, it's falling down political lines. It's always been about politics from the very beginning when this stuff started hitting the fan in February and March of 2020. I could just see that Donald Trump was being torn apart inside. His gut was telling him, hey, this is a bunch of malarkey. That Dr. Fauci is just one of the charter members of the swamp. But he had to go along in his mind. He thought he had to go along. He had to play along with this charade to 15 days to stop the spread and flatten the curve. What nonsense is that? What utter nonsense? What does your gut tell you about the Wuhan coronavirus or any virus? What does your gut tell you? What is the difference between the virus, aka a common cold, and the virus, the Wuhan coronavirus, in terms of how mankind can stop the common cold? Has mankind been able to prevent the common cold? Has mankind been able to prevent the spread of the flu? No. So why in the wide world of sports would anyone believe that mankind, a.k.a. Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo and J.B. Pritzker and the nutcase Whitmer in Michigan and Wolf and Murphy, any of these Marxists, they're Marxists, ladies and gentlemen. Why would Marxists have more control over a virus than anybody else who's ever set foot on the planet? They're not. They can't. They can't do anything. Masks do nothing. Masks are a compliance test. And so what we have now graduated from, and yours truly has been saying this for some time now, if you've been paying attention, that a mask is a compliance test because we know it does absolutely nothing to stop the spread of any virus, including the Wuhan coronavirus. And now the vaccine has become a compliance test. You can hear it straight from the lips. I think they're moving. Anytime his lips are moving, he's telling a lie, and he's lying here. Joe Biden is lying through his teeth. You're not going to die if you get the jab. If you get the jab, there's a chance you're going to get uh, a severe reaction, hospitalization, and there's a chance you can die just from getting the jab, just from getting the injection. And he's not telling you that. He's not telling the American people that they can actually die from getting the jab, the so-called vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus. He is lying to the American people. He's saying, just shut up, line up, and get the, the jab. And if you don't get the jab, you're likely you're going to get sick and die. This is what he's saying. It's absolute, utter nonsense. At least half of the American public is not vaccinated. Well, why isn't half that American public dead? There's another study out there, and I know I, I mentioned this briefly. I'm going to mention it again. It was done, I think, out of England. But it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's, it's, it's scalable to the entire world. And that is they, they took a, a large sample of people and they, they checked for the antibodies for the Wuhan coronavirus. And they found that more than 40% had antibodies in their system for the Wuhan coronavirus. And they never knew they even had the Wuhan coronavirus. Are you hearing me? 40% plus people tested actually were exposed, either had the Wuhan coronavirus or had the antibodies some way. Maybe it dripped down from heaven. 
They have the antibodies. In other words, they had the Wuhan coronavirus and they never knew they had it. Do you hear Joe Biden? Do you hear our federal government? Do you hear the CDC? Do you hear the FDA ever saying that? Do they ever come out and say to people, hey, by the way, if you're a coronavirus victim, if you're a coronavirus survivor, you don't have to get the Wuhan coronavirus so-called vaccine. Why would you? You have natural antibodies. Well, we just don't know. Well, we do know what's inside these jabs ostensibly to stop the Wuhan coronavirus. And they're, they're made up of spike proteins that attach themselves to cells. And I want to get into that in a minute, how some doctors have the, the bravery to come out and talk about this, how it is potentially not only short-term harmful, but long-term harmful for everybody who have had these experimental jabs. This has never been done on humans before. And we're going to talk to a very brave doctor, Dr. Jeff Barkey, who uh, is part of a network of doctors in this country who are speaking out but are also being snuffed out. They're not allowed to speak. You know, They're not allowed to give the other side of the story, certainly not on Facebook and not on YouTube. You're never going to see this video on YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. As soon as I would put this up with him, 24 hours, this would be eliminated from YouTube because we certainly don't want to have free speech, number one, in this country. And we certainly don't want to have alternate points of view regarding getting the jab of the Wuhan coronavirus or anything about Joe Biden, by the way, who is a mumbling, bumbling fool. And our enemies are watching. This here program is brought to you by our friend, not our enemy, Mike Lindell at MyPillow. And we want to support MyPillow by going to MyPillow.com and enter Ledger in the promo code box. They're having a special on sheets. They're having a special on towels. Put Ledger in the promo code box. You get up to 66% off. Also, if I can reach over here, Relief Factor, ReliefFactor.com forward slash Ledger. Relief Factor forward slash Ledger is how you get the starter kit for Relief Factor. It works. I have a bad back. And um, I wrenched it again, and I took Relief Factor, and I'm feeling a lot better. Um, Relief Factor's phone number is 833-425-7246, 833-425-7246. Also, we have our uh, newest sponsor for the Ledger Report, and it is uh, Beverly Hills um, Gold, I call them for short. Uh, this is a, a precious metals site, and I really recommend that you consider... Uh, going to Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange, 866-3-GOLD-25, 866-3-GOLD-25. Tell them Graham Ledger sent you, and you'll get the special. It's very important. No one's talking about inflation, except very few of us. But inflation is staring at us. The train is coming down the tracks, unfortunately. And you know we're looking at a potential inflation factor not unlike what they saw in the Weimar Republic just before uh, Hitler took office in uh, would then become Nazi Germany when they were wheeling wheelbarrows full of marks to the banks because they were so worthless. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I hope it doesn't get to that point. But you got to protect yourself by potentially looking at gold and silver, Bitcoin and all that nonsense. That's not precious metals. That's That's gambling. You want to gamble on Bitcoin, that's fine with you. But if you want to be involved in an investment and, and divested um, in, in a way where uh, your portfolio uh, is uh, balanced. You want to consider precious metals. They've never gone down over the continuum of 
uh, at least our lifespan, and there's been ups and downs, but overall it's been, of course, up. It's 866-3GOLD25, Beverly Hills Precious Metals Exchange. We have to protect ourselves when we talk about our finances, of course, but we also have to protect ourselves from, right now, think about it, we have to protect ourselves from a virus, like we protect ourselves from any virus, right? Whether it's the common cold or the flu or the Wuhan coronavirus. So we want to take measures to prevent from getting sick, which is I've been doing for decades now through a homeopathic, natural vitamin regimen that includes vitamin D and massive amounts, comparatively speaking, massive amounts of vitamin C. Um, I've not recently kind of, uh, not too distant recent, um, added magnesium to that and just recently added selenium. At one point I was taking selenium, I can't remember why, I, I believe it was uh, for muscle mass or something like that, but selenium is also crucial uh, in this non-toxic homeopathic cocktail, vitamin D as well, of course, uh, to keep you safe from any virus, including the Wuhan coronavirus. And by the way, if you look at the numbers, I don't have the chart in front of me right now, but yeah, the number of cases uh, are, are increasing slightly in the United States, but the number of deaths has either remained the same or dropped. So our society is building up an immunity to the virus, including, yes, Dr. Fauci, the Delta variant. It just takes time. He knows this. But he's also got his finger on the scale when it comes to Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson and Johnson. The CDC, the National Institutes for Health, the FDA, they're all now inexorably linked with Big Pharma. And it's disgusting. We need to audit all of them. We need to audit them. We need to audit Dr. Fauci's tax returns for 2020. I want to know how much money that sucker made. We have a right to know. He's a so-called public servant. From what I've heard, it's maybe 10 times what he was paid as a so-called public servant. We want to audit Fauci's books. We want to audit the CDC. We want to audit the FDA. We want to see how they are linked with with Big Pharma. And by the way, while we're at it, uh, why don't we look at the American Academy of Pediatrics? Where are they getting most of their monies? Do you know? They list it right on their website, Pfizer, Moderna. All of these big pharma. And so when the American Academy of Pediatrics comes out and says um, they want to commit child abuse against all children in this country come the fall, then why should you be surprised? They're coming out and saying, hey, we're going to force kids to get masks. Now, they know that masks don't work, right? So why would they be forcing children to get masks? Because it's the next step that they want, the American Academy of Pediatrics. Um in absentia for Pfizer and company. They want these young children to be abused further and be given the jab. That's what's happening here. In California, not only are they going to force children to breathe their own CO2 all day long, and we've had these masks analyzed, and they are a cesspool of bacteria. Think about it. You have a mask on all day long. You touch it. Things fly into it. They stick there, and then you inhale it all day long. So that's on the outside. On the inside, of course, you have your CO2 that's not being emitted fully. So, of course, they're jammed full of germs. It's a no-brainer. So 
what the American Academy of Pediatrics and Big Pharma and the CDC and the FDA all conspiring to do is that, well, if we, hmm, you know, if we force them, if we force parents to put a mask on their children, which is child abuse, then maybe we can backdoor force them to get all these kids to have the jab. Then we don't have to worry about it anymore. Then we, quote, save their lives and then we make a lot of money. Because in the end, that's what this is all about. It's all about the money. But there are reputable people out there who are connecting the dots, and I'm trying to facilitate some of those. I want to get to two doctors in particular who have the guts to speak out and who are not being reported in the mainstream media. Like I said, you're not going to hear any of this in the mainstream media. And I just went to the VARS reporting system. Now remember, what is VARS? VARS is the voluntary vaccine reporting system in this country. All vaccines are listed on VARS, all right? So as soon as the so-called Wuhan coronavirus vaccine started being distributed to the American people, bam, the, the numbers started coming in. And so historically, the VARS reporting system is a voluntary system that doctors are supposed to use. And so doctors have some sort of individual code and they go on there and physicians and, and, and they input when there's been an adverse uh, effect and reaction of some kind, either small or large, death, to any vaccine. But historically, the VARS reporting system has a 1% compliance rate, okay? So, for you folks who went to a state university like me, if there is a 1% compliance rate, then we have to think about it and add two zeros to whatever numbers, right? So if we stipulate it's a 1% reporting rate, then we add two zeros to the numbers that are reported on VARS, all right? It's common sense. Let's say we're wrong. Let's say it's a 10% uh, reporting rate, then we add it one zero, okay? But if it's 1%, we're adding two, 10%, we're adding one zero. So here are the numbers that little Grammy went on to the website, anybody can do this, okay? If you put in, it's a complicated, ridiculous system that takes basically Albert Einstein to kind of figure out how to input things to try and get whatever numbers you're looking for. Typical government. They can't make it easy. They have to make it complex. But if you stick with it and you input, you know, check the boxes and you uncheck the boxes, you, you start to get a feel for how ridiculous it is. Some engineer came up with it to complicate it as much as possible so the American people really never got to see the results. But if you stick with it and you, and you kind of think like an engineer or a nerd, uh, you, can, you can decipher uh, a little bit about what's going on. So, to date, there are 56,000 reported serious adverse effects to the jabs for the Wuhan coronavirus. 56,000. Now, if we add our two zeros to 56,000, that becomes 5.6 million. Okay? So... 5.6 million serious adverse uh, effects. Now, again, this is based on a 1% compliance rate. Could be lower than that. Could be 0.0001% compliance. We don't know. I doubt if it's any higher because doctors are busy. And doctors uh, don't really probably want to participate in this. They should. They're not mandated. As far as hospitalizations are concerned, 36,000 reported so that number becomes 3.6 million again i'm just doing the math and dead 
Now, this is interesting because there was a fluctuation in the number of dead from the VARS reporting system, and you may have heard about this, that it was high and then they revised it down. I don't know how they can do that. It's sheer numbers. These are just sheer numbers. How can it be incorrect? All right, so initially it was like 11, 12,000, and then in a few days there, somebody saw the number go down to about 6,000. Well, guess what? Little Grammy put the input in there and got 11,000 plus dead. 11,000 plus dead becomes 1.1 million. 1.1 million, if it's a 1% reporting, dead from the Wuhan coronavirus, so-called vaccines, a.k.a. the shot. 1.1 million. Now, you could say there have been uh, somewhere in the neighborhood 150 million jabs injected in America. I think 150 million got at least one jab. I saw on social media, somebody posted, a friend of mine posted that he was so concerned that 70%, 70% of Alabamans, um, I believe it was Alabama, it was either Alabama or Mississippi, think it's Alabama, uh, did not have the jab. And I wrote on social media, well, 70% of Alabamans are smart. They have a brain. Unlike you lemmings in California who just shut up, line up, and do whatever the governor says. And then people responded to my response and said, oh, this has got to be a joke, right? This guy's joking. (laughs) There's a mindset out there, ladies and gentlemen, that we have to battle. And good doctors are speaking up. There is a doctor by the name of Dr. Charles Hoff, or Hoffy, I'm not sure, probably Hoff, who uh, is speaking up. And is pointing out that in his research with his patients, yeah, he's seeing some major adverse reaction in the short term, but he's worried about the long term. And if I can try and explain this correctly, is these spike proteins that are shot into the body from these jabs adhere to the cells. They adhere to the outside of a cell to ostensibly stop you from getting sick from the Wuhan coronavirus. But the problem is, they're like, when they say spike protein, apparently that's what they really are. So if you looked under a microscope and you saw a normal cell that was in a severe sphere shape, in a round shape, um, looking in a two-dimensional image of a microscope, it would be that way. 3D would be like a ball, right? But it's nice and smooth. It's like a balloon or uh, like um, a handball. Nice and smooth. There's no, there's no seam to, to be seen to the naked eye of any kind. So smooth. Well, these spike proteins apparently turn these once smooth cells into something looking more like a baseball where there are things sticking out of it. You know, baseball is made with a seam. It's one seam that kind of, you know, loops around the ball in a shoehorn kind of horseshoe kind of fashion. And I'm doing a terrible job trying to describe this. But basically, these spike proteins mutate the cell. Every cell. I mean, you're talking not just millions, you're not talking billions, but apparently trillions of cells. 
So the, the surface of the cell, interior or exterior, is no longer smooth. And so what's happening is, I'll read from the story that is printed in PrincipaScientific.com. Dr. Hoff explains he has been performing tests from this mRNA vaccinated patients. And he is identifying that 62% of them had blood clots. Now, he's not saying these are big blood clots that are being so-called rarely reported in the media, these rare adverse effects of the blood clots. He's talking about people who have no idea, I'm quoting him now, having these microscopic blood clots. The most alarming part of this is that there are some parts of the body, like the brain, spinal cord, heart, and lungs, which cannot regenerate. So when those tissues are damaged by blood clots, they are permanently damaged. And we're talking microscopic blood clots here. The kind that don't show up unless you do a specific kind of test to see them. But the kind that is large enough to do, as he said, the doctor said, permanent damage and do clotting of a smaller variety, but in very sensitive areas of the body, like the heart. And so what he's, Dr. Hoff is warning about is the long-term damage. The long-term damage from these jabs for the Wuhan coronavirus, which of course we're not gonna know about until the long-term, whatever the long-term is. What is the long-term? We don't even know how to define the long-term. We know short-term there's been adverse effects, uh, effects, I just read them to you, including death. Now remember, keep the, keep the 1.1 million potential deaths. Again, it's 11,000 dead reported, right? 11,000 dead. And if it's a 1%, it's 1.1 million dead from a jab. How many died from the Wuhan coronavirus itself? Overreported number. The overreported number is 600,000. Okay? So this is what you need to keep in perspective here. Yeah, sure, a lot of people have gotten the jab and haven't died. But the risk-reward. What is the risk-reward here? Overreported number of 600,000 dead in this country. Underreported number of 1.1 million dead from the jab. Again, if it's a 1% compliance rate. That's not being reported in the mainstream media, is it? No, it's not. Instead, we get these town hall meetings from entities like CNN who are stupid enough. They know this guy is a bumbling fool who does anything, anything, but make the case for whatever they're trying to do, whatever their agenda is, yet they put him on camera, they, they stick a microphone in, they get as many people to show up as possible, which is a very small number, for whatever reason. They fire up the cameras, they throw softball questions at him, and they hope and pray he doesn't embarrass himself. He doesn't embarrass himself like this. Roll tape. That's underway, just like the other question that's illogical. And I've heard you speak about it because you always, I'm not being solicitous, but you, you're always straight up about what you're doing. And the question is whether or not we should be in a position where you uh, um, are, why can't the, the, the experts say, we know that this virus is in fact uh, um, 
uh, it's going to be, uh, or excuse me, we we, we know why all the drugs approved are not temporarily approved, but permanently approved. That's underway, too. I expect that to occur quickly. Well, that means you mean for the FDA? For the FDA. Joining me now is board certified practicing physician in Southern California, somewhere in Southern California, and founding member of America Frontline Doctors, Dr. Jeff Barkey. Doctor, it's amazing that we're in a position. Who would have thought that two years ago somebody said to me that we have to protect ourselves against a virus that has a 99% survival rate, approximately 98.5, who's splitting hairs here, right? A very high survival rate, but we have to protect ourselves against a virus that's being blown out of proportion. But we now we have to protect ourselves against people who have had the so-called vaccine, which is not a vaccine. It's just a jab. It's some sort of medical device who are shedding whatever they've been shoved in their body on innocent people who haven't received the so-called vaccine. But we also have to protect ourselves against a government that, in my mind, has now spun completely into the Marxist direction, where it's now defining people in this country of those who have had the jab and those who have not had the jab, which is completely antithetical to what our founding documents are all about. Yeah, great to be with you, Graham. I appreciate you having me on. And um, you're absolutely right. There's a level of medical tyranny that's going on in this country. You know, and it's interesting. It seems that what happens is we take two opposing groups and we gin up the narrative So these two groups are now warring and fighting with each other. And then the solution is for a large government to come in to try to rescue these groups. And we're seeing this pattern play out over and over again. And that's the case now with with the vaccine. You've got a lot of the population that's vaccinated. You've got a core group of people that just don't want the vaccine for a variety of reasons. That's their choice. And the largest group is the children that are unvaccinated. And that's the next group that they're now coming after. So we're seeing schools like the University of California system that is now mandated that uh, students to return in the fall, they must get this vaccine, even though the vaccine is investigational and being used under emergency use authorization. From what I understand, I'm not an attorney, but it seems to be unconstitutional to mandate an investigational medication or vaccine in this case, but yet they're doing that as well as businesses saying you can't come back to work unless you're vaccinated. There's something wrong with that. We're losing our liberty. We're losing our freedom. You know, there's a, there's a quote that I love that I think really highlights this. And this is Frederick Hayek, uh, who is a Nobel prize winner in 1974, wrote the book, The Road to Serfdom. And he said, emergencies, have always been the pretext on which the safeguards of individual liberty have eroded. And that's exactly what we're seeing now, the COVID emergency, and that's the pretext, and the weapon is fear, and our liberties are being taken away, whether it's uh, stores that have been closed down, including churches, mandates that you must comply with the, the edict from unelected health bureaucrats or what have you. It's it's a really dystopic time that we're living in. And it's very, very unfortunate. It uh, I remind people that today it's a mask, especially those of you who live in California. Today, it's a mask and it's ostensibly regarding the Wuhan coronavirus. That's the crisis du jour. But tomorrow it's going to be uh, so-called climate change or whatever 
the Marxists want to conjure up. There's always a boogeyman. There's always a bad guy. There's always a straw man. And this is how they impose more layers of government and take away your layers of God-given uh, freedom. But you, you, you touched on the children. In California, they're issuing what I say is at the very least child abuse. Uh, they're issuing a mandate that is now going to require child abuse in every school in California. Could be a death sentence for some of these children who, for example, maybe have difficulty breathing or asthma. And, and that is a mask mandate, even if some of these children have had the jab, even if the teachers have had the jab, they're going to have these children uh, have a mask mandate. And so you can see what's going on here, doctor. It's not just the mask. What they're trying to do is, is push parents into getting these children uh, the so-called vaccine. I want to back up a little bit. In 1986, if you go to the, the FDA recommendations of, of vaccines, there were 12 shots recommended. Now, and you can speak to this, into, as of 2019, before the Wuhan coronavirus madness, 54 shots. We've gone shot crazy uh, in that's, this country. That's right. right? That's right. Now, now, it's not 54 individual different vaccines, but when you add up the doses of the various, you know, three series of MMR and so forth, it adds up to 54, depending on which um, schedule you look at, it can be as high as 70. Yeah. And, you know, listen, well child checks, which never used to be a thing, meaning you'd take your kid to the doctor if the, if the kid was sick, you wouldn't take them in just because. So this notion of well child checks that you come in on scheduled appointments, two months, four months, eight months, 15 and so forth, was designed to correlate perfectly with the vaccine schedule. Now, listen, I'm not anti-vax and I'm accused of that all the time. My kids who are older now were fully vaccinated. Uh, you know, me going to school, medical school and so forth, I, I got the requisite vaccines. But what I am is, is for informed consent for all these vaccines or any medical procedure. And the informed consent part, the information part is being completely suppressed from the public. I want the public to simply have the information where they can weigh what are the benefits and specifically of the COVID vaccine. What are the benefits of this COVID injection? What are the risks? What does the data show? And then make your own make your own opinion. But you're being censored individually along with other doctors. Correct? I am being you're censored. Being shut up. Uh, you know, I, I'll guarantee you, you post this on a YouTube channel, our interview, the, our interview today. It'll be it'll be banned. Yeah. It and, I, you know, I was on a Fox affiliate out of San Diego, a TV show. And the um, the the studio host said, uh, Barky, I'm going to bet you I'm going to bet you a soda pop. I'm going to post this on our YouTube channel. And within minutes, it's going to be banned. And sure enough. And why was it banned? Because they don't want to hear a different narrative. And, you know, by the way, listen, I may be wrong and I'm happy to debate anybody. And it's not about whether I'm right or wrong. It's about does the public have a right to see and hear a contrary view to the mainstream narrative? And I think so. And so um, that's the part that's scary to me, that anybody that disagrees with Dr. Fauci or the mainstream narrative um, is banned from social media, from mainstream media. And it takes outlets and brave people like yourself and others that are willing to put themselves out there to try to spread the truth.
I try and remind people that doctors are human, too, and that doctors, many of them voted for Joe Biden and uh, many of them are Democrats and many of them are liberals and many of them are Marxists, unfortunately, who, who <laughs> voted for your governor, Gavin Newsom, for example, but are, are soon know, to be recalled governor soon to be recalled. Knock on wood. But my point is, is that uh, this pertains to the VARS reporting system. And if you're one of those people who is defending Joe Biden and defending the vaccine, you're probably less likely to use this voluntary system to report an adverse effect. I think we could stipulate that. Right. So oh, when absolutely. I when absolutely. I look at when I look at the numbers, I've gone through them before and I'll go through them real quick. Again, the bottom line is fifty six thousand reported serious adverse effects. These are just these are just Grammys numbers. I went on there and ran the number. Thirty six thousand hospitalizations, eleven thousand dead now. We know, I think we can stipulate, you, you tell me that there is about a 1% reporting rate uh, for the VARS system. How do you look at these numbers? Do, do you use a zero, zero multiplier on them? Are they just uh, interesting information? How do you look at them? Well, I mean, listen, Graham, it's, it's not just our opinion that we think it's underrepresented. There was a study done, it's called the Lazarus study. And I think it was out of Harvard about 10 years ago that specifically looked at the VARS data for your audience that doesn't know this, the VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. This is a system run by the FDA and the CDC that came into existence at the same time that the vaccine companies were given immunity from all liability. And the idea was Congress wanted a system that would report on vaccine in injuries. And there was supposed to be a formal report to Congress biannually, never happened, but the system remains in place. The Lazarus report said only about 1%, and I think that's being generous, of vaccine injuries are reported to the system. I'm required, if I witness, if I'm aware of a vaccine injury, to log in and to report that injury. Patients can do that themselves. Now, I'm not saying that there's causation here, it's correlation, but nonetheless, if you compare the vaccine injuries reported to this system, for all other vaccines, all 54 or 70, depending on what you think, over the last 15 years or so, magnitude greater for the COVID vaccine than every other vaccine over the last 15 years combined. So that's comparing apples to apples with the same system. So to answer your question, yes. If the system is reporting 6,000 deaths from the COVID-19, then you got to multiply that because we know it only represents about 1%. And so, listen, I'm not saying that, that we should assume that the vaccine is killing people, but we need the public to understand. The VAERS system, most people in the public aren't even aware that it exists. You will never turn on mainstream media and hear data reported from that system. You'll only hear it from right-leaning outlets um, that report on this. And when you do so publicly, if we were to report that on Facebook, if I logged into Facebook and I reported VAERS data, that Facebook post would be immediately shut down. So the, the, the public is not getting the data that they should. They're not getting the information that they should. I want them to get information so they can make an informed consent opinion, and that isn't happening. Well, you call them right-leaning like myself. I consider myself a constitution-leaning person, and I think that uh, information is power. And most of America is not being given uh, the information. And just FYI, if it's a 1% reporting with 11,000 
um, dead. I went to a state university, but I can do the numbers. And that's more dead from the vaccine, so-called, than the actual Wuhan coronavirus. But I want to finish with one uh, interesting and I think important area to speak about. And that is protecting, protect ourselves from a Marxist government. That's a completely different subject, but you're a doctor. I want to talk about how we protect ourselves from the Wuhan coronavirus, how we protect ourselves from people who are shedding the so-called vaccine to people who have not been vaccinated, and how the vaccinated who may have vaccine remorse handle the situation. Is it all similar? Do we, do we take the same kind of homeopathic regimen? Yeah, that's a lot to unpack. So first of all, if you're unvaccinated and um, you're trying to prevent yourself from getting the virus, there's a lot of important things you, you can do. Most importantly, take good care of yourself. If you have risks like you're overweight, have high blood pressure, et cetera, make sure those things are addressed to put yourself and your immune system in the best position to fight off this virus or others, including basic supplements. Nobody's talking about the importance of vitamin D3 we know there's a direct correlation between bad outcome and low vitamin D levels. For example, if you go to my website, rx4liberty, rx4forliberty, there's information about supplements there. Of course, check in with your own doctor before taking my advice to make sure it's right for you. Um, there is something going on with vaccinated people being in close contact with unvaccinated people. You refer to it as shedding, I think a more accurate description is transmission. Um, we know that, for example, Graham, if you came into my office and you wanted a chicken pox shot, in the package insert of that varicella chicken pox shot, it says specifically, for the next six weeks after receiving that shot, you should avoid close contact with anybody that's at high risk, defined as pregnancy, a woman who's pregnant, a newborn, or somebody that's immunocompromised. And the reason why is you can shed live virus that could hurt those people. So there's no live virus in these COVID vaccines, but there is the potential of this spike protein that could somehow be transmitted. We're not sure how, we're not sure why, but there seems to be something there. I've seen it on multiple patients where they're in close proximity, they're unvaccinated in close proximity to somebody that's been vaccinated and they don't feel well a woman whose period is off, heavy cramping and so forth. My own wife had this, never had migraine headaches before in her life. She works out at a private gym uh, where the folks there are vaccinated. Uh, shortly after she experienced an ocular migraine, pain behind her eye, saw an ophthalmologist who said, yeah, no, this is an ocular migraine. It's never had that before in her life. Um, so there are anecdotal evidence about this. It needs to be studied. I think there's something there. For those folks, I think the same way we treat coronavirus with hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin can be effective. Several of my patients that have had this transmission reaction, I've treated with ivermectin. It seems to take it away um, almost immediately. Hmm. As far as somebody that as, so as if so as, as if they have had the virus, as you, if you, they've had the virus, the yeah. ivermectin seems to uh, affect that spike protein to remove it from the body or neutralize it. And so and similarly, if, if you've had the vaccine, as so-called, if you've had it, then them and you have remorse, then what would you do? Well, that's a problem. I don't know that there's a good answer for you. Hopefully you feel okay. There are a lot of people that are injured from the vaccine. And there's a variety of protocols from supplements and medications like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine as well. Um, so check in with a doctor that knows what they're doing. 
uh, and see if a, a supplement protocol or even uh, a low dose ivermectin or something like that uh, might be appropriate for you. But we just don't know the long term effects and we don't even know how to define long term. You know, is long term a year? Is it two years? Is it 10 years? And this is the, the really uncomfortable part for me, for someone like a dad like myself, whose daughter didn't listen to dad and went and got the jab. It scares the living hell out of me, doctor. And so for folks who want more information, you mentioned your website. Can you mention it again? It's rx 4 Liberty. Yep, rx4forliberty.com. Um, I put out a piece every couple of weeks. You can sign up for my email if you want. I don't try to sell you anything. I don't spam you. Just pure informational. By the way, there's also a link on my website under COVID treatment, the same link that's on America's Frontline Doctors website. And it's a group of about 500 telemedicine docs around the country. So if you can't get help locally from your own doctor, I think they charge about $100 and they'll do a telemedicine visit with you and prescribe either preventative medicine or treatment if you come down with COVID with the various repurposed uh, medication. Like I said, we have to protect ourselves from the virus like any virus, but now we have to protect ourselves from people who have had the so-called vaccine. And of course we have to protect ourselves from a Marxist government that uh, seems to be marching us lock, stop and barrel, goose stepping in a direction uh, opposite of what the framers of the constitution wanted us to go. Dr. Barkey, listen, thank you. Uh, keep up the good work and please keep us informed. Okay. Thanks, Graham. Great to be with you. And uh, thank you for fighting for liberty. We appreciate all that you're doing. Now, I want to go back to what I said at the top of this program, and that is connecting the dots. Why, why are they suddenly talking about a mask mandate again? It's coming, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. It's coming. They're putting the full court pressure on to get the vaccine. And if you haven't had the vaccine, then you're going to be forced to wear a mask. And just in case, even those of you who have been vaccinated because this thing isn't really a vaccine and it's not working, the efficacy rate is not that high, we're going to make everybody wear a mask. You need to comply and capitulate and get the vaccine. And even if you do, you're still going to wear a mask. They're going to try and perpetuate the so-called pandemic, which isn't, by the way, 4 million dead Worldwide, 4 million. That's nothing. That's not even a, it doesn't even rise to the definition of pandemic. 60 million people die in the world every year. 60 million. 4 million over 18 months. This is a joke. So they're going to try and perpetuate this in the United States as long as possible. They're going to try and keep people scared as long as possible. Why? Well, because we got 2022 rolling around. And 2020 works so beautifully with the mail-in ballots, right? So they want to perpetuate this at least another two years. And it wouldn't surprise me that they try and perpetuate another four years. Our representatives in Washington, D.C. are failing us. They need to stand up. They need to all be Rand Paul. But they're not doing it. Instead, you got Mitch McConnell saying, go out. You got, you got Turkey now going, get out and get the shot. It's disgusting. People need to be standing up for our rights in Washington, D.C. And they're not. So we have to do it. We have to stand up for our rights. We have to protect ourselves from the Wuhan coronavirus, just as we protect ourselves from any virus. But we also have to protect ourselves from the vaccinated who are shedding this virus on us. And the protection is basically, you know, one in the same. They protect yourself against that virus, the Wuhan coronavirus, and it protects ourselves against the shedders. But we also have to protect ourselves against a Marxist government that is 
now spinning, absolutely spinning out of control and the Marxists are desperate to stay in power and that's why they are perpetuating this myth of a pandemic that is not threatening the livelihoods of Americans. All it is is a tool for Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and Gavin Newsom and Andrew Cuomo and the rest of them to stay in power. This edition of The Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs>